Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, metalmayhemroc.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. Tonight's show is brought to you by the letter H, as in heavy. It's Thursday night, it's 8 p.m., and it's time for the show, kiddies. I'm the Vernomatic, and this is Metal Mayhem ROC. A lot of exciting things going on with the show right now in this fall, and I just want to give you a little preview of what's going on in the next couple weeks up here on the show. In three weeks, we'll have an exclusive interview with Sean Peck of Death Dealer. The visionary vocalist stopped by to tell us about the new Death Dealer album. And we play some of the music and go over some of the killer standout tracks. Kelly Nichols, bass player of L.A. Guns, talk to him tonight. We'll be doing an interview with him in a couple weeks when the new L.A. Guns drops. And in the next couple weeks... We have a big interview with an up-and-coming band that's gaining a lot of traction here in the Rochester area and globally. Not going to tell you what it is yet. You're just going to have to listen and find out, but I'm sure a lot of you will be into it. For tonight's show, we have Wicked. Wicked is a central New York band that has the vibe of the 70s and 80s big arena rock with a little bit of their interpretation flavored in. They're big-time presentation kind of stuff they have um a killer stage show they have that attitude of the 70s and 80s that is lost in today's rock and roll and metal so wicked came to town to record a couple videos that's going to be on their new album in january and we caught up with them with an interview we talked with the bass player danny Dahl. so they'll be coming up later in the show but first we had a chance to speak with Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Metal J. Metal J is a musician, but he also works in the rock and roll industry as a roadie, management. He's done it all. He's like a jack of all trades. Well, he was able to give us a call and gave us a little insight on exactly what goes on on a big time rock and roll tour, as well as some of the lower end club tours. He's here to dispel some of the misconceptions about what goes on at these shows, what goes on backstage, and overall the role of a roadie or road manager. It's really interesting. I learned a few things. I'm sure you will too. And then later in the show, we'll end with a cool Mount Rushmore segment with rock and roll women. It's a, a Rushmore of uh, metal girls and uh, you know girls in the metal community. So that being said, we have on the line Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent, Metal J. Hey, Jay, how are you, buddy? Hey, John, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, things are all right. It's uh, mid-October. You know, football's going, World Series is here, no rock yeah, and roll. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm voting for the Rays. You know, the, Ray, the, Ray, the World Series is my rock concert right now, just so you know. <laughs> I was going to say, Rays. there's no shows, there's no nothing, so... 
So I'm like, let's give uh, Metal J a call, see what's uh, going on with him. So I wanted to get you on here tonight, Metal J, and um, you have a lot of experience, relationships with bands, uh, being backstage, meeting the bands, uh, you know, a little bit about the meet and greets, which may be a thing of the past, but we'll touch on that in a few, and just uh, general anecdotes that the average fan may not realize. So that being said... uh, I'm going to hand it over to Metal J. Sure. Okay, let me qualify something. Speaking as an prof- industry professional, the back, at least nowadays, the backstage area, it's all business. It's not like, you know, when you pull back the curtain, it's not like there's some wild party, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. At least I haven't seen that. When I've been working shows, either as a guitar tech or drum tech or, or, or an engineer, it's always been all business, tight schedules, you know, Bands on your your post. You got a fifty minute changeover. If I'm a guitar tech, drum tech, or monitor engineer, it's just getting that stage turned over so I get next bat band on time. So my experience, I've never seen any wild parties backstage. It's usually people waiting the wings, ready to get on stage. Bands are usually at the base of the stage and the wings ready to come on when they're told to, you know it's their set time. So that's my that's my experience. The backstage backstage experience. Now when you're work. when you're working shows. And I'm I'm sure it's a uh, broad range of gigs. Is it a festival situation? Is it like an arena show? Mm-hmm. A little bit of both? I'd say a little bit of everything. I've done some arena shows. I've done some festival gigs, and I've done you know as you know club gigs too, or, or, or say small theater gigs. Mm-hmm. So but you know, and to me it's been to me it's been all been the same. Just you know because the, the job's still the same whether I'm a drum tech for, for an artist at a club level or doing a festival, the job's still the same. It just, you know, the stages are that much bigger, that much smaller. In case of festivals, it's outdoors. So when you're working a show, what are the, what are the do's and don'ts? Cause sometimes people think, oh man, if I was a drum tech, I'd be hanging out with Charlie Benante and you know, we'd be like pounding beers. So hey. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a, my, again, I can, I can only relate to my experience. The do's and I would say the do's and don'ts are do's. Do your job. Your primary duty is to take care of your artist. So if I'm a drum tech or guitar tech, your 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 first duty is to the artist first and foremost. That artist should be able to come to that stage, get behind their drum kit or, or hand, well, hand that guy guy's guitar, pick up their stage, and they, if I hand the guitar the, the guitar player his guitar, he should know that guitar is tuned, locked, and ready to let it, ready to roll. So when he hits that first note coming off the beat. Same with the drummer. She feel get behind that drum kit. No, it's tuned up exactly the way he or she wants it. And it's good to go. So going back to the do's do make sure your artist is taken care of, make sure the gear is prepped and ready to go. And also be, be ready to troubleshoot. If there's a problem. You got to be there at a moment's notice. If a cymbal stand tips over, grab it. If a guitar string, got a bit of guitar string breaks. You have another guitar ready to hand over and you're, ready to hand over at a moment's notice. So you got to pay attention to your artist. Don't, don't drink, don't party. Don't do not do drugs. Do not be messed up in any way. You got to be hundred percent because you know, it's a 30 minute show or two hour and 30 minute show. You got to be hundred percent the whole time. Now, once the gear's packed up and everything's stowed away and secured, then you can have a little bit of fun. You know, but your first duty is take, take care of the artist first and foremost. Uh, what kind of, without disclosing full numbers, how is the pay? Pay scale varies. Obviously, 
an arena level band, you know, like for, for example, for example, like I can't give, I can't confirm numbers, but let's take a mate, an Iron Maiden level band tour will pay significantly more than a band who's touring, you know, clubs, uh, which give, makes sense. If you're, if you're selling out stadiums, 20, 30,000 people, there's gonna be much bigger budgets than bands you're play, playing 50 to hundred people. So what about the meet and greets and these packages that have gotten more popular in the last 10, I would say 10 years, yeah. What experience you have with those? I got experience, you know, as a tour manager for a band, I've, I've, I've had to kind of coordinate them. But the meet and greets, they vary by level band. For example, let's take an arena level band, a band that's playing stadiums or arenas. Some of those VIP meet and greets are part, when I say they're part of the package, it's it's to get the fans to, to buy the higher price tickets. So if you've gone to like any of the, the websites when, you know, a major band has not to the tours, usually like maybe the first 15, 20 rows, they're all some degree of, of VIP meet and greet package. Like the yeah. first row is, you know, an all access VIP rows two through five or, or meet and greet and row six to 10 or a second tier VIP. So I think it, at the arena level, again, just me, I've, I've seen, it's just more, it's more of an excuse for the promoters to upsell the ticket. If that makes any sense. I mean, think of the bands that play clubs or even, you know, the theaters and the casino circuit. I think, you know, some bands out there, like, you know, you look at the VIP packages, they'll say it does not include a ticket price. You know, yeah. you, you know, you, you know, some bands that do that. I know I get three or four bands off hands and it's not being critical of bands, but it's like, you know, they, they have, they have their VIP packages. And like, I think that's how they make additional money because you buy a ticket to the show from the promoter, from the local venue then you buy the VIP package directly from the band through their website or whatever their representative site is. And I think that's how they, they kind of, some of those bands earn extra cash because you figure, okay, the ticket price go, the ticket goes to the promoter that covers the, t- that the promoter's guarantee or the promoter's promise guarantee. Whereas the VIP is strictly between the fan and the band. And I think that's how some of those bands are earning extra cash too. I knew a band, saw a band was two years ago in Buffalo, national touring band. You know they're selling the VIPs at seventy-five bucks a pop, and they had about fifty people there just for the VIP alone you know, for a sold-out show. So they figured seventy-five bucks a pop, fifty people. There's you know I'm not going to keep the math in my head, but there's a good chunk of change. That's basically free money. So you said um, you're a musician. Why don't you yeah. uh, give the Metal Mayhem ROC listeners a little uh, update on what Metal Jay's doing and when we could expect yeah. some music from you? Right now, so I've got a bunch of material recorded. I've kind of recorded over the last three or four years. You know, I was priming for initial release a couple of years ago, but we had problems, you know, finding the right singer. So obviously, the, no singer can't finish an album. So I kind of sat on it for a while and regrouped, then found an amazing singer last year. And decided rather than release, you know, two albums out the gate, I decided, you know, let's start with an EP first because let's be honest, no one buys albums anymore. So right now it's took out of the 20 songs we have in the can, took the, what I thought were the five best and going to put together, you know, a five song EP working title. Of the EP is called Dawn of Armageddon, not children's music, obviously, but say musically mm-hmm. it's in the vein of classic heavy metal. If you like defenders, of the era priest with a little bit of, you know, I say accept in there. This this will be right up your alley. Cool, cool. When do you think it'll be done and uh, ready for uh, our uh, our ears? 
I'm I'm thinking probably I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the year or for, or shortly after the first of the year, and I'm I'm priming for release in spring 2021. Obviously, as soon as it's done, let us know. We'll have you back on and we'll spend some of it. Well, well, I'll say too, I'd love to have the Metal Mayhem team come down to the studio too when we're doing the mixing and get a, get a first-hand preview. Of course, of course. We're only an hour away. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Metal J. Well, thanks for the insight. Um, I learned something and I'm sure everyone else will learn something. And anything else you want to contribute before we get out of here? Oh, ready, ready to keep on rocking, ready for this pandemic to end so we can get back to having some live shows again. And, you know, I'm hoping 20, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bet to 2021 to be a kick-ass year for metal. I guess we have a lot of, there's going to be a ton of releases coming next year between Megadeth, except, you know, hopefully Judas Priest. And I'm looking forward to seeing some live shows next year. Oh, aren't we all? All right, Jay. Well, we will be in touch. Thanks, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Locked to Metal Mayhem ROC. Welcome to Metal Mayhem. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me, man. Super excited to do this interview and uh, talk metal and uh, rock and roll. Great, great. So you're uh, originally from central New York. Give us a little brief history of how the band came together and, again, what you're all about. We actually um, come from Utica, New York, of uh, all places. My brother Chad and I, you know, what a rich, uh, you know, rock and roll metal history with a, a cast of characters there. From from there, we kind of met the rest of the guys uh, in the surrounding areas of upstate New York, um, Scotty and Gunner, and put this band together, which is truly like to bring back with a new, fresh angle, the hard rock arena kind of feel of rock and roll that you used to see back in the 70s and 80s. So it's a brother act, you and your brother. And you, yeah. yeah, you recruited a couple of guys. So Gunner is from the Oneida area, correct? That's right. Yeah, Gunner Costin. The other gentleman, where is he from? Scotty V, our lead guitarist. He's actually from Geneva, New York. So Finger Lakes region. Truly a central Western New York kind of uh, connection. You got it, man. Yeah, Danny. You know what's been interesting is uh, Vertimatic and I have been uh, doing this show now almost a year and a half, actually. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary soon, which has been pretty cool. It's interesting because we're trying, you know, this is obviously a global, national, worldwide, you know, platform. But on the flip side, having our roots here in Western New York and Rochester, New York, it is amazing how much the roots of heavy metal, like, really come through Rochester. I mean, like, almost every other interview we have, 
one of these artists somewhere like, like even back to metallica recording kill them all here exactly it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool so the fact that you guys are hailing from the same area is is pretty awesome it, it is it's a it's an area that's just rich in the metal and rock i i really feel that way so so touching on the band wicked have to ask does it come from uh wicked lester it's funny we get that all the time because if you've seen the band live or seen pictures you'll see that we really have like a crazy stage get up that uh harkens little feels from like kiss and cooper and stuff like that we've got leather and studs and platform boots and and the whole line um but it, it, it didn't originally come from that at all it ended up being a super coincidence the the name actually came from just my brother and i we have a bunch of friends in salem and and that are a little bit into the occult um and and of course rock and roll uh scenes and uh we've always thought that that was just a very extreme kind of perfect definition for what we were going for and uh and that's where that came from but now we kind of roll it over like yeah we can lesser that's that's freaking so cool <laughs> well you you have a lot of the variables you, you you're uh heavy on the casablanca era of the 70s exactly. with the stars and that kind of feel the song all american rock and roller when i i've watched the video a few times and i've been doing some show research that yeah. ha- that has a mid seventies kiss feel to it, and what, oh yeah, absolutely. What, you know, I I I've watched the videos and the you, you have some of those mannerisms of Gene. I get it, I get it. So when I saw the Wicked, I'm like, hey, I wonder if they're uh, paying homage to uh, Wicked Lester. Absolutely. I mean, like you know, the guys from Wicked Lester that became Kiss. I mean, you, you can't deny that whole culture. Uh, kind of feel in um, metal and rock and roll and and just having that little bit of an extra thing and it's funny because there's a lot of parallels even even before we really started making this band and, and that's when we met each other we we saw that right away you know everybody has their thing um that's unique so go ahead mark uh yeah danny i was gonna say that so you you guys are in new york city uh and you're playing shows this weekend is is that correct Actually, in, we're in New York City. We've got um, a bunch of press that we're doing today, but we're here to do a bunch of photo shoots for the new album that um, we're kind of getting prepped and poised for an early 2021 release. So this weekend's a photo shoot weekend, and then we're actually back up to Rochester Tuesday, and we're shooting a cool music video at the historic German house, which would be really exciting. Oh, oh man. Wow, that's interesting. Maybe... Um... Maybe Vernamac and I will swing down if it's okay to say hi to you all. Because Dude, that we, would be that would be awesome. Yeah, we we put on two shows at the historic German House before, of course, our good friend COVID nineteen. That's right. That's just a great venue, and what a great place for you to shoot. You're just shooting. So, what song are you shooting the video for? Uh, we've got a we've got a new one that's going to be off the new release that's called Lost in the Dark. Um, so we're going to do that, but we're also going to throw in kind of like a an old school fan favorite that's never been released, uh, Hot Stage Light. So we're going to actually capture two videos in one long, long ass day. So it'll be a lot of fun and a lot of work and a lot of rock and roll, man. And if I may ask, how did you like? How did you guys come to pick that particular venue here in Rochester? Like, what what what's the connection there? Well, you know, there's a lot of different places. Of course, Rochester's rich in, in great venues and, and great hangs and everything like that. But I think that the historic German house really has a different old school vibe to it. And it's got it just it just bleeds that kind of like um, emotion out of its walls and floors. And, and it's a beautiful stage. Uh, so, you know, I we, we were really hard pressed to figure 
where we wanted to go. And that was just the first thing was like, you know, we know that this is going to be good. Yeah. I mean, um, so, okay, that makes sense because we, we were trying to figure out how, that was the next question, how are you guys pulling off a show in New <laughs> yeah. York City, which is one of the more <laughs> restrictive uh, places, I guess, uh, you know, in the country at the moment. So that makes uh, a lot of sense. So it's press and it's photo shoots and then yeah, you guys yeah. are prepping for a video. And then when does this uh, new CD drop? It's it, We don't have an official date right now, um, but I can tell you that it will definitely be early 2021, uh, right out the gate. So. Be, be on the lookout for that and there'll be more definitely to come more press uh release information in the next months uh in front of us so hey danny i noticed on your website you're big on um videos and you have that video blog going have you yeah yeah the glam cast yeah. yeah have you thought about it doing some kind of streaming on your website the way some bands are um, taking any avenues to get some exposure Absolutely. We, we've got some cool, you guys could be the first to hear it. We got some cool stuff. We're going to do a little bit of like a kind of a Patreon thing with our fans. Um, and we want to start getting um, some live stream stuff out there in the meantime to keep everybody kind of feeling that rock and roll vibe. You know, of course, it's it's a little bit of a bummer because you don't have that social interaction, which we really feel is the true heart of rock and roll, being able to really be there, you know, reach out to your fans and and experience that moment and time with each other. But, you know, we're going to bring it as best we can, um, you know, via streaming. Um, and I think it'll be, it'll be really cool. And, and you know, everybody's got to kind of help each other out in these tough times. And that's just, that's just another way to do it, you know? So it's, it's really cool how people are doing it. Uh, it's something we've been kind of poising for, but um, kind of with a lot of things with Wicked, you know, we always like to make sure that when we, pull the trigger we're doing it on our terms and and the way we like it so this is going to be a really cool thing it'll be um very complimentary to being able to see a real show not just a bunch of guys sitting in a room with acoustic guitars we're going to do this up so it's going to be fun hey danny where do, so when um i went onto your website and i hit the landing page and to Maddox point you know you see the marshall stacks and and you see the um your stage presence that you guys are going for uh, in some ways, it screams like, hey, metal band. On the, but on the other side, it's 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 rock and it's got that 70s vibe, like Burnamatic had mentioned. Directionally speaking, kind of where where do you see that? Like, what what's the plan with the band musically? Uh, and not to label everything clearly, but directionally, musically, where, where are you guys heading? Absolutely. I mean, I think the big thing with Wicked is we'll always have that, um, you know, that early 70s kind of like a, a kiss mixed with like, you know, stars and that bluesiness kind of vibe. Um, but we're really just honing everything. Um, and, it, and if you really want to throw in another good descriptor is, is you know, your Thin Lizzy kind of feel. And I mean, we, we have the twin guitars that we've always had and just and really just leaning into, you know, that kind of like old school hard rock um, vibe with a new uh, twist on it, which is, you know, the Wicked twist. Uh, well, you know, it's a nice compliment in these uh, these downtimes where everything's just a, a downer. And when you see something like this and you guys are augmenting exactly the fun part of the 80s, you know, the absolutely jumping on stage, having fun. And the thing is, what's wrong with writing songs about girls and partying and having fun and just smiling and. And that's what I see when I watch this. I'm like, and, I, and, and that's exactly it. It's an escape. You know, sometimes you just need an escape from your day to day and, and you know, the world. And, and it's nice to kind of um, unplug 
and plug into something with a lot of energy and, and, and you know, good vibes. So that, that's really what, what we like to do. I wouldn't be able to get by without mentioning your Central New York ties. I spent a couple of years in Herkimer, New York, studying broadcasting, and one of my classmates was Genesee Joe from The Drive in 92.7. Sounds like Joe and Wicked have a long history. Absolutely. Uh, Genesee Joe, man, he is, he's just a, he's a legend, and he, um, he's a great guy, really good friend, and has really done a lot for the band over you know, the last eight years, really, um, since the start of it um, in, in its incarnations. And, uh, you know, Joe's had us promoted on 92.7 The Drive, really took care of us. And we've done a lot of cool things together. You know, we've shot some media with him up in the old studio and stuff. And it, it really has been a, a great relationship. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, we do owe him a lot of debt to how he's taking care of us. Expanding on what Mark mentioned earlier, how everything's connected. We're in Rochester. Joe and I go back 30 years. Joe in Wicked. Joe's telling me he's retiring on the residuals from his appearance in the uh, Radio Brain video. Is this true? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's good stuff, man. So you're going to be up in town on uh, this Tuesday doing some videos for the forthcoming album. How long are you going to be in town for? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a short little weekend stint, um, but today's a busy day. We started at about um, you know 8 a.m. this morning. Um, we had a bunch of press going on, and we, we have that continuing into the night until we do our first photo shoot um, where we're actually going to go to Hoboken for it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been fun. We've, we've done some live interviews, live photo shoots up in the, this. We're in this amazing Hugo Hotel in Soho. Um, and the place is really cool. It's, it's got all those, you know, New York City vibes, rooftop bars. So, you know, you see the whole cityscape and everything. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to be doing that tomorrow. We've got an all day photo shoot, which is, you know, really focused on this new album and the imagery. And um, and then, like I said, yeah, we're back. We're back in the, you know, Rochester and we're going to, you know, keep plugging away. I mean, I think the important thing is, is, you know, it's tough times and there's roadblocks. Um, but you know, this is the time where like, you know, support your, each other, you know, your radio shows, your fans, your, you know, favorite bands and, uh, and everybody's working. Um, and I think once things lift, it's going to be like a bomb going off. Like people are just going to, they're going to be out there. They're hungry for that live music. They're hungry for that energy. And, you know, like wicked is just prepping and preparing like the best that we could bring our fans. So. Yeah, well said. By the way, this photo shoot in Hoboken, is it an outdoor photo shoot or indoor or a combination of both? Uh, we've got a bunch of combinations. Tonight's going to be a studio shoot, um, and then tomorrow we'll have a lot of studio mixed with outdoor stuff back in the city. Wow, that's great. I, 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 you should take some, uh, make sure you do some social media around random street people walking by. Uh, my guess is you're going to be in full stage garb. Right? Oh, you, you, you bet. And, then, and you got to love, you got to love that interaction. It's, it's like when Kiss was in, you know, Manhattan and everything. And, and it's, it's always such a cool thing. Cause people are just like, you know, where are these guys from outer space? You know what I mean? It's awesome. It's that cool. is awesome. Uh, Danny Dahl from wicked gearing up for 2021 with the new release. We want to thank you for stopping in to Metal Mayhem ROC. Any parting shots, uh, your uh, socials, where could people find, get in touch with uh, Wicked? Absolutely. I, we really appreciate you guys having us. Um, 
for everybody out there who's, you know, readers and listeners, um, definitely go to our main hub. It's wickedrockandrollofficial.com. That'll take you anywhere else. But uh, if you're hitting up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything is at Wicked Rock and Roll. So check it out. Um, stay in touch with us. We've got the Glamcast podcast that we air. Um, and that's a cool sit in with the band, like being kind of one of the boys in the room and just hanging out and shooting the shit. Um, a lot of cool stuff. And, uh, you know, stay in touch. And like I said, keep rock and roll alive because it will come back full force. And when it does, it's just going to be like a bomb. So I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Danny. See, we'll look forward to seeing you and good luck with all your uh, new releases and efforts. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dan. Bye. This edition of Metal Mayhem ROC is brought to you by Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Visit our lunch cart in the College Town District at Strong Memorial Hospital or hit up the late night weekend location at the corner of Monroe Avenue in South Goodman. Look us up at MRVSVending.com for catering, pricing, and availability. That's Mr. V's Street Style Vending and Special Events Catering. Now, back to Metal Mayhem ROC. tried most have failed only a few survived this is the mount rushmore of metal all right the mount rushmore metal continues we're going to go with the hottest um female i guess metal personalities or artists or whatever you have this is going to be a little broad category are we good yeah, yeah we're good sorry vernamag's laughing over there because <laughs> We know this is an interesting topic. Not very PC in the political correct world that we live in, but we're going to tackle it anyway because we're heavy metal and it doesn't matter. So coming in at number four for me, I'm going to go with Alyssa White-Gluntz. She is the lead singer for Arch Enemy. Uh, I think she's done a phenomenal job um, coming in after Angela Gasso dropped from the band from touring and recording and all that. She wears amazing outfits. She dyes her hair different colors all the time, and I think she's a great performer. And overall, I'm just going to, Throw her right on my list for as number four. Um, number three for me is a little weird because I feel like I have a little bit of a personal um, relationship with this uh, singer, um, artist. <laughs> it's going to be Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. And if you look at most top 15 or 10 or 20 hottest females in metal, she's usually going to pop up on the list. And uh, again, I think she's a beautiful person inside and out. And I'm just going to say that she's number three on the uh, hottest chicks in metal. Now, number two, uh, this might surprise uh, the Vernomatic just a little bit because she's not an artist per se or in a band per se, but I'm going to go with Tani Katan from those old school Whitesnake videos, man, rolling up on the hood of the car and the whole deal. So, um, again, she's not really a performer, but uh, she's connected to Whitesnake, and when you think back to those old school Whitesnake videos, you think Tani Katan. So she's connected to metal in that way. And then number one for me, um, and it's going to be another curveball for the Vernomatic, and I don't even know her name, but it's the chick that's on the great white covers. I think it's the same one on multiple covers, but the one I'm thinking of is the album called Hooked, where there's a huge fish hook coming out of the ocean. This girl is on it with a whole bunch of seaweed draped over, but she's otherwise naked. She's a blonde girl. And... Um, I don't know her name, so I'm going with her, number one. And again, she might be on Once Bitten and also Twice Shy, although it's hard to tell if there's different girls, but whatever. The girl from Hooked, Great White, number one, 
Mount Rushmore of metal, hottest chicks in metal. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> was it the one fit and twice shy girl? Well, I think there's actually two girls, although it could be two different angles of how the girl looks. I'm not sure. And then I don't know if it's even the same girl that was on the first, not the very first Great White Album, but the, I guess Once Bitten, which was their first commercialized one. So anyway, that's what I'm going with. We'll have to do some fact checking to find out who that girl actually is. It's funny how, well, like when we do uh, show production <laughs> for this, you know, we have strict guidelines and practices and procedures. And Mark took it upon himself to... Uh, bend the rules a little bit, but I like it. I like it. You know, it's no different than Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage. It caught an audible Audible, right in the middle of it. He looked at the uh, Mount Rushmore. He's like, you know what? I'm going to have to. So uh, props to Mark. Okay. My list. Um, I don't have the enunciation skills that my partner over here does. So I'm going to lean on him a little bit. Coming in at number four, the lead singer of the band Laguna Coil. Lacuna, is... Lacuna Coil. Lacuna. I have that Laguna. Lacuna Coil, Angela. <laughs> No, Christina Scabia. Christina Scabia. From Italy. Okay, well, had a chance to see the band uh, years ago, open for Maiden down in New York, and had front row uh, positioning for a little bit, and, you know, she was a good-looking girl. Uh, Number three is the guitarist. I think she played with uh, Alice Cooper for a while, Arante, and she actually um, was... um, going with Richie Sambora for a bit. So I'm glad you got that. She also, I guess, was a guitarist for the, uh, she's going to go on tour with Michael Jackson for his big tour yep. before he passed away. And yeah, you're right. She's connected to Richie Sambora. I'm yep. not sure in which way, but yes. And she's a good metal shredder too. Uh, number two, Nina Strauss uh, just released a killer instrumental album last year. She came to town at the Montage. Mark, you went to that show, didn't you? I did, and I even, I must admit, uh, did the VIP meet-greet pre-show, and she answered some questions, and she was super cool all the way around, and um, cannot argue with your list so far. Okay, and uh, number one, just out of respect for being in the (laughs) metal world for all these years and still banging it out, literally, uh, Doro Pesh, formerly of uh, Warlock, but then went out on her own, and... Just uh, saw recently she's doing some drive-in gigs up in Germany. So still still banging it out, still uh, sporting metal, and um, that's my top list. Yeah, um, she still looks great for her age, whatever age that may or may not be. And uh, by the way, I thought you were going to go, because you had mentioned this before when we were talking about this, the album covered a Witchfinder General Friends of Hell. And oh, bo- both of them. Uh, Friends of Hell and Death Penalty. If you're, uh, uh, if you're home uh, listening to this, uh, you can visit MetalMayhemROC.com. Go to the blog for show notes, and there's links to... Oh, I wh- see the Death Penalty one now, so I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there'll be links to these, um, these uh, images that we're talking about. So Yeah, and since I went off the rails, too, I thought for sure you're going to go weren't, weren't Cherry Pie Girl, Bobby Brown, but... I guess you didn't go there. Well, I thought you were going there. No, well, <laughs> I, I'm not as quick on my feet as you are on this. So that's uh, Mount Rushmore Metal. Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DV Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 